today on It's Time. You have to realize how they'll refuse to see anything God does. The more miracles that Jesus did, the harder the Pharisees' hearts got. I hear the calling, it's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going through the book of Exodus. So turn there in your Bible and follow along with Pastor Mike. The whole Egyptian culture was probably, if we look at the practices and if we look at all this, in fact, the Bible says that the Antichrist is going to mislead the world by signs and lying wonders. And so a lot of people say, well, you know, if I could just see a miracle, then I would know that this is of God. Well, miracles do not, it, it indicates that it's supernatural, but just because you see a miracle doesn't prove that it's from God. And this is really important as we look at this here, because the Antichrist is going to use lying wonders as well to mislead the world. And so it says that his magicians did the same thing basically that, um, that Moses did. For every man threw down his rod and became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And so you, you got him throwing this down, becomes something, maybe an alligator. They throw theirs down, they become alligators, and it's Georgia Championship Wrestling. They all start eating each other, all going crazy, everything like that. And, and you got the alligator, and it's all done. You know, uh, Aaron's alligator goes, and they're all gone. Now notice it says, Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. So the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out by the water, and you shall stand by the river bank to meet him. And the rod which was in your hand that turned into the serpent you shall take in your hand and you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you saying, let my people go that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you would not hear. Thus saith the Lord, but this you will know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will strike the waters which are in the river with the rod that it is in, that is in my hand, and it will be turned to blood. And all the fish that are in the river shall die. The river will stink. The Egyptians will loathe to drink the water of the river. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, and to Aaron, take your rod, stretch your hand out over the waters over Egypt, over their streams, over their river, over their ponds, over their pools of water, that they may become blood and shall become blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both the vessels of it that are in the, the vessels of wood as well as the vessels of stone. 
Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord commanded. By the way, that's where the power of God is always at, to do what God says to do. So he lifted up the rod and struck the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh, in the sight of the servants, and all that were in the river turned to blood. Now, by the way, you got to think about this for a minute. He's got his staff. Pharaoh's out there and it's all, you know, he's got his garb on and everybody's out there doing their thing. And he touches the water, turns to blood. Well, it says even the water that was in the vessels. Now there's several religious groups around today, Christian science and some of these other that kind of like grape nuts, neither Christians nor scientists, neither grapes nor nuts. Uh, But the point is, they try to explain away every miracle of the Bible. And they said, well, the reason that Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea is that Moses knew where to bring the children of Israel to step on the stones to get across the Red Sea. So it just appeared that the water had parted. And so somebody remarked and said, well, then it makes it a bigger miracle that the entire trained Egyptian army drowned in a few inches of water. Well, here again, the red sand on the upper plains of the Nile River washed into the river came down and that's what it made it appear to be blood it wasn't really blood it was just red sand in the water that ain't what it says it says even the the vessels that they had you know the sparklets bottles you know <laughs> whoa blood coming out of their uh, out of every vessel that they had that's what the bible says that was going on here and notice it says It's going to get real stinky. Now, something you have to remember is this. The Egyptians worshipped the Nile River. In fact, um, uh, they had their their god, uh, Kunam, god of the Nile. They had Hapai, which was the spirit of the Nile. And Orisis, which was the blood flow of the Nile in this, in this god of uh, Orisis. Um, they have temples. In fact, they have papyri that talk about this being of a great god in, in Egypt. And so now their god has turned on them. And so I think this, again, is an interesting picture. What God is, is doing is the very things that people oftentimes think their gods will save them is the very thing that destroys them. You talk to people in the world that, that don't know God and, and they think that and whatever habit they have, think they're going to say, well, you know, my, 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 my bong is going to save me. I got my drugs. I, I got a lot of stress in my life. I just go, I, I just go space out. Uh, my God, my bong, it, 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 it takes care of me. Well, does it really? No, it, it hurts you. Well, I, you know, I, I get a real rush by, by winning at the tables. You know, man, that makes me feel really like I'm a winner, I'm a wheeler, I'm a dealer, you know, kind of thing. And then you find you lose your house, your cars, you lose everything. See, see, people's false gods never do them any good because this is what the Egyptians did. In fact, as we'll read on here, uh, they, they worshipped alligators. They worshipped frogs. They worshipped these things that they thought were what made Egypt Egypt, only to find now that when they deal with the real God of Israel, now all of a sudden these gods that they have are falling apart and causing all these problems. And so 
The Lord spoke to Moses, verse 19, and Aaron, take your rod, stretch it out over the waters, over their streams, over their rivers, over their ponds, over their pools of water, that they may become blood and all shall, and there shall be blood throughout the land of Egypt, both vessels in wood and of stone. Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord commanded. So he lifted up the rod, struck the waters of the river in the sight of Pharaoh, in the sight of the servants, in the sight of the waters, and they were all turned to blood. The fish that were in the river died, river stank, the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river, so there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. The magicians of Israel did so with their enchantment. Hold it just a minute. I could just see Pharaoh going, okay, magicians do something. And they say, well, look, Moses turned the water to blood. We'll turn the water to blood. No, that's not what I had in mind. I kind of like you to reverse what's going on here. But you see, really, the devil doesn't ever lift the tyranny and the curse of man. It only increases it. That's the problem with the devil. You know why the devil hates all of us? You know why the demons hate all of us? Because you are created in the image of God. And even if you're not a Christian here today, you still have the attributes of God in you. doesn't mean you're God, but it means you are created in his image. And I believe that every time the devil looks at human beings, destroy him however you can. And I believe this is why it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that someday you will judge angels, speaking of fallen angels, for what they did to humanity down through the history of ages. And so it says that His magicians did so with their enchantment, and Pharaoh's heart grew hard. He did not hear them, as the Lord had said. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. Neither was his heart moved with all of this. So the Egyptians dug around all the river of water to drink because they could not drink the water of the river. And they were digging like little wells to, to get their water. And seven days passed after the Lord had struck the river. And the Lord spoke to Moses. Just go verse 8, chapter 8. Lord spoke to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite your territory with frogs. By the way, they worshiped frogs. They were kind of a unique creature that could be amphibious and be on the land. And a lot of their statues, in fact, today they'll even uncover them. They'll have a human body with a frog head. So um, it was their god Heket, the god of the frogs. And God says, you like the god of the frogs? Have them everywhere. And so notice it says, the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up, come into your house and into your bedchambers and on your bed, in the houses of your servants, on your people and in your ovens and in your kneading bowls. They're going to be everywhere. Frogs galore. Can you imagine this? Now, again, you have to realize When a person is polarized against God, how they'll refuse to see anything God does. Now, this, friends, isn't the only place in the Bible this happened. 
The more miracles that Jesus did, the harder the Pharisees' hearts got. Remember when he brought back uh, Lazarus back to life after he'd been dead for four days? I was in Hawaii and I listened to a friend of mine, Pastor Joe over there in Cal, and, and uh, he was teaching the Bible. This guy's got a funny sense of humor, but he, he said, you know, he said when Jesus showed up at Lazarus' funeral, He'd been dead for four days. There was a stone that had been rolled in front of the the tomb. He said, you know what I thought would have been a really neat story? He said, if Jesus would have just picked that stone up under his arm and like a discus, thrown it into the Sea of Galilee. He goes, now that would have made a good story. Anyway, the point is, is this. Is that he shows up and when Jesus called forth Lazarus, and he was alive, the Pharisees said, now we not only have to kill Jesus, but we must kill Lazarus also. Why? You have a living example of the power of God. The more miracles Jesus did, the harder the Pharisees' heart got. Well, so it says that the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, stretch your hand out, rod over the streams, and out comes the frog. So Aaron stretched his hand over the waters of Egypt. Frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the Benetians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs from the land of Egypt. I, I, I always think this is so amazing that the magicians could only copy or try to copy what God was doing. By the way, that isn't the first time this happens either. Because in Revelation chapter 7, God puts a mark on the 144,000 Jews from the 12 tribes of Israel as his servants during the tribulation period. I believe the church is gone. And when you get to chapter 13, the Antichrist puts a mark on all the people of the world who are loyal to him. You have God putting his mark on the foreheads of people who love him, chapter 7, and then the devil copies it in chapter 13. But it's a, it's a counterfeit mark. Here you find Moses brings up the frogs, and then Pharaoh's magicians bring up more frogs. Thanks a lot. Do you, do you see the problem here? You would think, and by this time, I think if I was Pharaoh, I'd be getting pretty mad at my magicians and soothsayers. You're part of the problem. You're not alleviating the problem. But you see, that's the way the devil always is. The devil doesn't alleviate the problem. He only gets you in deeper. If, 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 you know, a bag of dope doesn't fix it, well, then there's another drug of, I can't believe this. I went to the doctor. Everyone knows I had a heart attack uh, uh, back about a half a year ago. And I remember after I started feeling better, they had me fill out this chart. And, and you know, they asked, do you use alcohol? Do you use recreational drugs? Has anybody seen that? Does that strike you as a little odd? You know, I'm thinking recreational drugs, like an RV or a boat or, you know, four by four. Uh, Recreational drugs. Oh, okay. This is what we do now. Some people get in their motorhomes. Some people get in their boats. I just get into my drugs. Kind of weird. But I thought it was strange how popularized 
that world now is in our society. You know, people don't realize it. People every day that you work with, they're getting stoned out of their gourds every night. You wonder why we have the problems we have. Well, again, it's because the devil doesn't alleviate the problem. He only digs you in deeper. Their magicians did the same things that God was doing. He added to the grief of to Egypt. And so, Notice, they couldn't alleviate it. All they could do is make it worse. And so, it says, he said, um, verse 9, it says, And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of the sayings that I, and I shall intercede for you, uh, that your servants for your people to destroy the frogs from you and from your houses, so they may remain in the river only. So he said, tomorrow. That's weird. All this stuff's going on. Instead of Pharaoh saying, okay, do it, he said, come back tomorrow. Um, there was a song written, I can't remember, maybe it was Barry McGuire, one of them, they said, one more night with the frogs. Uh, you think about that for a minute. You know, it's funny how people sometimes say they want deliverance from their sin, their problem, their alcoholism, all these things. But they say, okay, do you really want to be delivered? Nah, come back tomorrow. Kind of strange, isn't it? The devil is the master procrastinator. In fact, his motto is never do today what you can do tomorrow. Because, you know, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I'll tell you something. It's false hope. You see, again, I've shared this many times, death seals you in the condition you're in. Today, the Bible says, the appointed day of salvation. That's why we want to be right with God today, to be about his business, to do what he wants us to do. And so, he says here, tomorrow. I always am taken back by this, that um, he said, and he said, again, verse 10, Tomorrow, and he said, let it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. And the frog shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, from your people, and they shall remain in the river only. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs, which he had brought against Pharaoh. And the Lord, according to his word, um, the frogs died in all the houses, out of the courtyards, out of the fields. And they gathered them together in heaps, and the land stunk. But when Pharaoh saw that there, were, there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them, as the Lord said. It is interesting that when things get a little better in somebody's life, they feel they don't need God. You know, one of the things I, I think you'll find in your life as a Christian the longer you're a Christian, the more you need God every day. Every day. Not just to get me out of the squeeze. Oh, God, you know, I've got this financial issue right now. And oh, God, you know, I need, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And God delivers us. And I'll see you, God, till i got another problem. But God, I find that, you know, not only is God your Lord, but as it says, he's your best friend. And you need that. He knows where the deals are. He knows what you need in your life, even before we ask. And so I just want to encourage you today, as you look at the power of God in your life, realizing that you're a Moses type, everyone, and God will put you before some pretty hard people 
to demonstrate the power of God, I just want to encourage you, let God's light shine through you. Again, Jesus said, you're the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth. And because of that, you're going to be put in positions to do that very thing. And that, again, is where the miracles of God are. That's where God proves what you say is true. If you're not a Christian here this morning, very much like Pharaoh, very much like the life of Egypt, you're in bondage. You're in slavery. The devil says, do this, you do that, thinking it's going to bring some kind of relief in your life. And in fact, what you found is it only gets you in deeper. This morning is your day. And the Bible says today is the appointed day of salvation. And this is where we go and we say, okay, Lord, from this day forward, I want to serve you. Whatever time I have left, whether it's a week, day, month, year, or 50 years, I'm going to serve you. And you know what? You'll find God's work, miracles, every single day. I was talking to a brother yesterday. He goes to our fellowship here. And he has a business, and in his business, he needed a trailer. And he, he told me, he says, you know, Mike, it's the weirdest thing. He said, I got a call from, a, from a, a dealer. They got this trailer. He said, it was amazing because this is something we had looked for, we were waiting for. And I got it for like $5,000 less than it should have sold for. And I said, isn't it amazing how God knows what you need before you even ask? And he goes, I know. He said, it's so incredible. I don't know where the deals are, but I know the one who does. And in these days at 5% inflation right now, if you guys are at, at all watching what's going on, what that simply means to let everybody know, 5% inflation uh, almost per month now, uh, you are losing. So your savings that you put away for your retirement, you just lost. Uh, if you, let, let's say you had uh, $10,000 in the bank. You lost 5% of that. So what would that be? 9500 You lost $500 uh, so far this year. You, you're not gaining, you're losing. And see, this is the problem. If you put your hope in the things of this world, it's going to always leave you empty. This morning, you can make a heavenly investment, be about your daddy's business, be rewarded forever, and know God's going to provide all you need from his riches and glory, even before we ask. I love that about God. Because God already is in tomorrow. I'm not there yet. This morning, if you're not a Christian, I want to encourage you to pray and ask the Lord in your life. That's going to be a good thing. It's going to be, it's the best thing you can ever do in your life. And so if you've never prayed and asked Christ in your life, you want to repent of the foolish way you've lived, the hardening your heart like Pharaoh did, well, you can pray right now and let God do what he wants to do. So if you need to pray, people listening by radio, internet, you pray as well. Let's pray. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I repent of the foolish way that I have lived. From this day forward, I commit my life into your hands. And I ask you to make me the best I can be for you. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And he rose from the dead to give me life. And so I ask you now to give me that purpose each and every day. 
for the rest of my life. And thank you for eternal life with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.